significant increases in gambling losses have renewed calls for urgent reform on the $25 billion national industry. New South Wales Liquor and Gaming has released data from the third quarter of 2022, showing profits from poker machines reached over $2 billion. That compares to the $3.8 billion generated in the first six months of the year. Wesley Mission CEO and gambling reform advocate Reverend Stu Cameron said there was a big uptick following the COVID-19 lockdown period. After lockdown easing uh, you know, through the last year or so, now, people, there's been a lot of pent-up demand that's gone into all sorts of uh, spending, uh, retail, but also into gambling as well. And, and the poker machines have never been busier and never been more profitable. I think also, you know, in recent times, cost of living pressures mean that for some at least, uh, there's a there's a there's a mark of desperation for some punters that they go in uh, to the pokies. Uh, they think if they press the button one more time, that jackpot will come up and uh, it'll ease their financial burdens. Of course. Uh, tragically, that's not the case. And the machines are slanted against you. You never come out in front on the poker machine. Figures from the not-for-profit found the average poker machine in New South Wales claims almost $100,000 a year in losses. Estimates of those in the state dealing with problem gambling range from 900,000 and 1.7 million people. Among the 86,568 poker machines in the state, data from Liquor and Gaming New South Wales shows that machines in Western Sydney generated the highest profits. Mr Cameron is calling for immediate action from businesses that facilitate poker machines to help minimise gambling harm. Pubs and clubs have become incredibly efficient uh, at really maximising their profit from uh, poker machines. I mean, now they've basically got every angle um, uh, possible uh, leveraged in order to maximise their return, and their return being maximised maximises losses. So I think that there is an incredible responsibility uh, on pubs and clubs and the industry itself to recognise that gambling harm is a scourge, uh, and if they're not able to recognise that and to rein in the worst excesses, if they're not able to recognise that, and I don't believe they can, Uh, because the profit motive is so strong, then the government requires to step in and to bring reform. A 2021 report from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare analysing data from 2018 to 2019 showed that Australians were losing an estimated $25 billion each year to gambling, representing the largest amount of losses per capita in the world. Reform advocates point to a cashless gaming card as a meaningful step forward in curbing risks for those dealing with gambling addictions. The number one reform that we're advocating for is for the introduction of a mandatory cashless gaming card, which is, of course, the recommendation of the Productivity Commissioner, the Crime Commissioner. That will do two things. Overnight, it will eliminate money laundering if it's done the right way. And secondly, it it gives us the capacity and the tools to be able to reduce reduce gambling harm by empowering uh, punters to be able to set their own daily, weekly, uh, monthly and yearly limits uh, by having messages, messaging built in, breaks in play. There's all sorts of capacity that comes with that technology that that builds in harm minimisation. An online campaign from Clubs New South Wales stands in opposition to the cashless cards, saying the proposal is reckless and unproven and would punish recreational gamblers, in addition to risking tax revenue from poker machines to the amount of $395 million. 
New South Wales clubs made up 56% of poker machine losses, or $1.2 billion, with the remaining $0.9 billion lost in New South Wales pubs. Tim Costello, chief advocate for the Alliance for Gambling Reform, believes the gambling industry has consistently stood in the way of reform. The industry is really the shadow cabinet in New South Wales when you have $95 billion turnover, nearly $8 billion profit. It buys a lot of uh, politicians with political donations, a lot of media, so everyone shuts up with the advertising, a lot of influence. Uh, it is just too powerful. This industry is to New South Wales politics what the NRA, the gun lobby, is to American politics. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet has said he is in support of the cashless card initiative. He has said in Parliament that he refused to stand by as some of our most vulnerable people in our society are throwing their life savings down a poker machine. Following this announcement, Mr Perrottet dealt with criticism from fellow Cabinet Minister and Nationals member David Elliott standing against the proposal. Tim Costello said the Premier's anti-gambling stance was quite significant. Don Perrottet's been very brave. He's the first Premier ever to refuse to sign an MOU before an election with clubs. Don Perrottet has nationals in his government, and nationals are sadly too captured by the uh, pokies lobby. So this is really difficult reform. The New South Wales Office of Responsible Gambling's four-year strategic plan until 2024 says it aims to prevent and minimise gambling-related harm. Their plan states that the government support regulatory and policy development with insights, evidence and broad-based expertise, and suggested a priority of partnering with clubs and sporting venues to counter the normalisation of sports betting and empowering staff, players and communities to minimise gambling harm. While gambling has been a vital revenue stream for many local clubs, one club in Sydney's inner west is trying to do things a little differently. After a change in management, Petersham Bowling Club decided to get rid of poker machines back in 2007. General Manager of the club, Carl Manwaring, spoke on how they were able to stay afloat without the help of gambling machines. Definitely challenges at the start. It was hard for a lot of the community members. um, But what they did was look at other means of revenue. For example, where the poker machines were, we now have a stage and we have live music. Uh, sometimes four nights a week pre-COVID, it was often five times a week. So live music was a great addition to that, as well as you know sourcing and supporting local independent uh, breweries. Mr Manwaring understands that this shift in business model may be a challenge for some clubs, but he believes their efforts to decouple from the gambling sector have been a net positive for the community. It was quite hard, but it's certainly achievable and um now there's a great community aspect here at the club and um, uh, people love the, the fact that there's no pokies here and it, um, it, it, it adds to the charm of the place, if anything. Yeah, it's achievable, it's doable and um, I think everyone wins at the end of the day without them. Sam Dover, SBS News.